I'm Allison Van Hooser, and I'm on a sold-out mission to develop highly successful leaders at all levels. In the 15 years I've been working throughout the food, financial, retail industries, and politics, I've become deeply aware of the powerful effects of leadership. In each episode, you will get strategies and actions you can use immediately in order to change you, your team, and your business. The question is, will you choose to own it? Will you put your stake in the ground and decide to do something with what you've learned today? This is Stake, the Leadership Podcast. I've had leaders say to me that they're exhausted with the talk about mental health in the workplace and that they're exhausted with the talk about culture in the organization, that leaders are saying that they want people to just show up and do their job. And you know what? I can understand that frustration, but as a leader, you have to step up and do something about mental health in your organization, whether you like it or not. But let me say this. Let me be really clear. Mental health, it doesn't matter. Mental health doesn't matter if you don't care about performance and retention. Let me say that again. Uh, let me. I've had leaders in the workplace say to me that they're exhausted with the conversation about mental health in the workplace. And they're exhausted with the conversation about workplace culture, that they're just wanting their people to show up and do their job. And you know what? I can understand that frustration from one angle. But let me be clear about something. You know, if maybe you feel that way, then mental health, it doesn't matter. Culture doesn't matter if you don't care about performance and retention. Let me say that one more time. Mental health doesn't matter. The mental health of your employees doesn't matter if you don't care about their performance and the retention in the organization. If you don't, if you don't care if your team is getting along or is serving customers well or hitting their sales goals or meeting deadlines, if you don't care if employees quit and leave or even worse, if you don't care if they quit and stay, then no. Mental health doesn't matter at work. But I have a feeling that you want to keep high performers. That's why you're listening to a leadership podcast. And so I want to say to you that mental health matters at work. You know, mental health used to be taboo 20 or 30 years ago. People, culture, society didn't talk about it like they do any and all the time today. There's been a shift. Many of today's employees expect their employers to care as much about their personal well-being as they do their professional success and well-being. Many employees want you to help develop their professional knowledge and skills and grant them increased responsibility in the organization. And they also have a very solid expectation where they want you to create flexible schedules and help someone struggling with addiction. I mean, think about all of the employee assistance programs that exist in the workplaces today that were absolutely unheard of years ago. There's been a shift from where people just 
showed up to work and did their job to now people see employers as someone, as an organization that should help them personally and professionally. My question to you is, have you realized that shift and are you doing something about it? Something to make sure that your team is growing towards a better place every day. And you know what? Maybe you realize the importance of mental health in the workplace. And you're listening to this. You even clicked on the episode because you're wondering, okay, what do I actually do about it? Since I, I'm not a psychologist, you may not be a psychologist. What do I actually do? Well, if you've listened to Stake the Leadership Podcast for any amount of time, then you know I'm going to give you a really practical way to take action as soon as you turn off this podcast. What I know is that as a whole, as people, our experiences shape us. And whether we like it or not, the news, social media, all of that, the entertainment industry, it all plays a really big part in generally shaping the thought processes among people. As a millennial, I'm a 32-year-old woman. It feels like mental health has been an issue that was talked about for as long as I can remember. So I think about, like, if you're thinking, Allison, give me an example. Well, I said our experiences. So from my experience, I think about back in the early 2000s, Britney Spears, hashtag free Britney. Uh, She had that huge breakdown where she shaved her head and the world, it seemed like we had a front row seat to her mental health. She was seemed to be overwhelmed and overworked and that affected every area of her life from what we could see. And if you keep up with the news and media and entertainment industry today, you know that that's still bubbling up even today. Another example that comes around, think about Justin Bieber. He's been in like an open book throughout his rough season and he's written albums about it. And he had to take a big break from work in order to, I say, get himself together. He's been really public about that, talking about that, making that norm a normal conversation to a whole generation. I think about Naomi, and I may butcher this last name, but Osaka, professional tennis player. Recently, earlier this year, she wouldn't do a press press conference after the French Open because she said, you know, the way that those are set up, they can be really damaging to the mental health of tennis players. And you think about tennis. It's a game. That's her job. She needs her mental health in order to perform well. And then most recently, As you can probably guess, Simone Biles, we have to bring her up. Probably the best Olympic gymnast of all time. She backed out of some events in the Olympics this year because of what what the media calls mental health. And I'm doing air quotation marks, mental health. I was reading, I wanted to hear directly from her mouth, what was she saying? And she at one point said she had what she called the twisties, that she was sort of disoriented in the air. And imagine if you're flipping through the air and you become disoriented, how unsafe that could be, like her life was at risk. And so as I started following Simone really closely, excuse me, and reading 
what the media was saying, what she was saying. I was reading every single one of her Instagram posts. There was one where she was talking about she felt like she had the weight of the world on her shoulders and how hard the pressure of that was to deal with. In another post, she talked about finally finally feeling like she was more than just a gymnast. And I think about mental health. It encompasses so much. We're talking about, you know, physically your brain, your awareness being disoriented, not be able, being able to tell where you are in the air. That's one aspect of mental health. And another one is the emotional toll that your thoughts and that pressure can have on your performance and your emotional well-being. She talks a lot about in her post about the support system around her and how that's really helped her from a mental health perspective. And in thinking about mental health, you know what? The world <laughs> seems to still be rooting for Brittany. She's still got a lot going on. And what they've also done, especially for those people that I've just mentioned, they've applauded people like Justin and Naomi and Simone who put themselves out there and they put themselves first ahead of their career. Now, were there people who said, why in the world would you do that? Why in the world would you stop when you're on top? Why in the world would you back out of your career? There are some people who think that that's weak, but overall, it seems that the majority of people are welcoming the conversation on mental health in the workplace, and it's changed the new breed employees that we see today. When we think about mental health and those examples that I gave and people backing down from their career in order to take care of themselves in the workplace, what would happen if the majority of your employees decided to? back away from work, and prioritize their mental health. If they started not performing as well so that they could put that energy somewhere else, what if they quit, a bunch of them quit? That would be bad, right? I assume that you don't want that to happen. So what can you do about it? As a leader, what can you do about it? Now, I'm not going to talk big theory here. I don't I don't enjoy doing that because I want to say, okay, tell me exactly what I can do to make a difference. I'm going to give you a very practical action step, as always. Listen carefully. Stop talking about the importance of mental health to your employees and start talking with your employees about their individual mental health. As leaders, many are putting the work in to learn about their employees, to learn about mental health, but you could be missing what's actually right in front of you. Your team may be wildly struggling with mental health issues, or they may not be. You'll never know that if you don't hear it from them, if you don't start as a leader talking with your employees, not to them, not about them, but with them. So your action item for today, set up a time to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with your direct reports about mental health. And when you have that conversation, hear me carefully because I don't say this often, I want you as the leader to talk first. Now, you may be thinking, what in the world? <laughs> Isn't listening important? You might be thinking, 
yes, it's critically important. But with such a personal topic as mental health, your people need to be able to feel like they can trust you. You need to create a judgment-free zone. You have to do that before they're ever going to open up and be truthful to you about their own mental health or things that they're struggling with. So when you have this one-on-one conversation, go first. Talk about, you know, where you have in the past or where you're currently struggling. Talk about how you got help in the past or what you did to overcome the issues you were working through. If you're currently working through them, be open about that. And then ask them how they're struggling. Ask them what they need and then take action. If there is something you can do, do it. If there's nothing you can do, then you need to explain that to them. Explain your heart that you want to help, but there's nothing you can do. Maybe you just need to point them towards better resources. Maybe there is something practical you can do. Change their job responsibilities, change their schedule, et cetera. Ultimately, this conversation can go in a lot of different directions. If you choose and are bold and courageous enough to be vulnerable enough to open up to people about where you struggle, you're opening the door for an opportunity to create more loyalty, to create an authentic relationship, to create more honesty at work. And while their response could be different, one thing in my mind is certain that when you're real with people, eventually they're going to be real with you. And in a world full of filters and fillers, employees want the truth. Employees want leaders who care. Employees want leaders who take action. Now, before I leave you right now, if you've been a Stake the Leadership podcast listener for a while, you know I'm big on taking ownership of your success. And that includes your mental health and well-being. Even if you're the leader, you have to take care of yourself too. Maybe even first so that you have, so that you're prepared and equipped to take care of other people. If you're in a bad place right now mentally, own that and go get help. If you don't know where to turn, find someone you trust. Share your heart. Ask for direction. And maybe you need to schedule an appointment with a doctor or a licensed professional, whatever it is. Don't let your ego get in the way and don't let your mental health hold you back. Step up, take action, and take care of what you need to take care of. That's what leaders do. Leaders move forward and become better. I'm wishing you only great mental health as you choose to move forward from the moment you turn this podcast off. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For the links to everything mentioned in this episode, check out the show notes. And if you'd like more practical, tactical leadership development content, go to www.vanhooser.com for my weekly blog and all the links to my social media channels. And if it makes sense to start improving the leadership skills of your managers and supervisors, let's talk about training options for your team. Email me at allison at vanhooser.com. Leaders, make the choice today to put your stake in the ground and own your leadership success. This is Stake, the Leadership Podcast.